0: know how I'm supposed to follow that, that powerful, incredible uh, story and video, and they're like, there's a letter waiting for you out there from your kid, Now, but sit and listen to the redheaded guy for a few minutes, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that. Also, last week, the, the wonderful gentleman from World Vision came and spoke, and his name was Rusty Funk. And I'm like, gosh, know, every name sounds dumb after that. That's just the best. So I'm in process of legally changing my name to Titanium Jazz, and so um, I'm working. I got a couple of different ones working. I'm thinking, you know, Steel Blues. I don't know. I got a couple. I got a couple. I'm working up. We're gonna figure that out. So uh, if you can, you know, withhold your anticipation, somebody's already going to get their letter. Go ahead, man. Have a great day. <laughs> if you can withhold your anticipation for just a few minutes, I'm excited to share uh, some stuff this morning. <laughs> uh but good morning all of you watching listening on line special welcome to you you're tuned in because you're like i can't get the letter anyway till next week so thank you for listening so much to me um there are a number of uh, real famous prayers uh, uh like in culture pop culture not just christianity but pop culture where a lot of people know about a bunch of different prayers there's the uh hail mary which i found out is not just football it's it's, an, it's a different thing uh, not, not just football There's the serenity prayer, uh, Psalm 23. Some of the funniest scenes in movies and television shows all center around prayer. Um, The National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, uh, Talladega Nights, The Office, Meet the Parents. Rappers like DMX and Kendrick Lamar regularly talk about prayer in their songs. There's a lot of talk about prayer, and there's a lot of really famous prayers. Um, There are also some prayers that are pretty terrible that have somehow become part of our everyday lives. I don't know if you've ever said this dinner time prayer, but if not, here it is. Good food, good meat, good God, let's eat. <laughs> Amen. It's a good one, right? Somebody writing that down. Like, that's, that's quicker than the ones that I normally do. I don't know how many of you heard this at bedtime. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Night, honey, sweet dreams. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but uh, it's a weird, weird prayer. But no doubt the most famous prayer of all time is what? Lord's Prayer. That's right. The Lord's Prayer is the most famous prayer of all time. It's called the Lord's Prayer because it was a prayer that Jesus, God in human form, gave us as a framework for how to pray. God does not often Give us a how to, simple, easy steps that most of the time he wants to like stretch our faith and grow our relationship with him. So, you know, we have to deepen that. But when it comes to prayer, Jesus was like, hey, here's how you do it. Here is how you pray. And the passage where Jesus teaches his disciples, teaches us how to pray, is one of my favorite passages in scripture for two reasons. Um, The first reason is actually what Jesus says leading up to the Lord's Prayer, which I want to share with you right now from Matthew 6. Before he actually talks about the Lord's Prayer, Jesus says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. And introverts rejoiced. (laughs) Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating the words again and again. Don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. I love this intro before he even gets to the Lord's Prayer because Jesus teaches us about not doing a lot of the things that I think are the reasons many people find prayer awkward or intimidating. We sometimes think that when we pray, we have to sound impressive to those around us. We have to use these big spiritual words we're not even quite sure the meaning of, definitely could not spell if we were asked, but that's what makes a good prayer. I don't know about you, but many times when I've been praying in a group, when somebody else is praying, I find myself not really listening and agreeing with the prayer. I'm thinking of what I'm going to say when the circle kind of, you know, or if it's popcorn, that's even worse. You're like, do I go now? Just, you. Oh, he said it first. You go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. We're still in prayer. It's it's hard sometimes. I'm just always thinking about what I want to say instead of being a part of the actual prayer. And thankfully, Jesus says to all of us, hey, you don't have to pray to impress people. In fact, don't. Don't pray to impress people because you're just having a conversation with God. You don't have to use a bunch of big words to sound impressive that God will be like, verily, well done, using that 19-syllable word. I'm very proud of you, my son. Also, don't pray for a long time. Some of you right now need to send that scripture to people in your lives and go, Just the chicken's getting cold, man. Shorten the prayers. Jesus said, don't pray for a long time. And then Jesus says this. He says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. All right, so most of or not all of you, if not all of you, have heard at least heard this before. I'm sure most of you have probably prayed this before at some point or another, and for good reason. It's an incredible, incredible piece of Scripture. Again, God in human form teaching us how to pray to our Heavenly Father. And there are just an endless number of things that we can learn from this short passage of Scripture. The fact that when we pray, we pray to our father not my father our father because we are a community and God designed us to be in community together the fact that we address God as father not God or O sovereign or judge or old guy in the sky but first and foremost he is our dad he loves us he's our father the fact that we can ask God for all that we need the truth that we are meant to live a life of grace and forgiveness just as God has given us his grace and forgiveness That we can pray for God's protections and that many of life's temptations are the word of the devil, the enemy of God, that God can deliver us from. But my favorite part of the Lord's Prayer is what we named this series from. The second and third sentence of this entire prayer where Jesus says to pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this portion is, is, one of, is one of my favorites in all of Scripture because of a quote I heard from a pastor a number of years ago that I'm going to share in a moment. But so often, the Christian faith depicts the kingdom of God and heaven as like a gold-plated college campus in the sky that we go to once we die. But for the sake of today, I wish we could get into like all the the scriptural evidence of what heaven is and how much better it is than just a really sparkly, uh, you know, gold uh, college campus. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, I think it's so vital for us to understand, those of us who would consider ourselves a follower of Jesus, so vital to understand what it is, not just of what it means for the afterlife, but I would say more importantly for what it means for the right here and the right now for the every moment of our daily lives. What is the kingdom of God? During Jesus' ministry, he frequently said something uh, very similar to what he says in Matthew, uh, Excuse me, Mark 1, 15. He says, the time promised by God has come at last. The kingdom of God is near. Now, Jesus came uh, as God in human form for a whole bunch of reasons, all equally important. He came to show us the heart of God. He came to teach us how we can live the best life possible. He came to demonstrate what a life following him is and can be. He came to die and take God's punishment for sin, our punishment for sin, upon himself and a lot more. But one of the reasons he came was to demonstrate what life in the kingdom of God looks like. That life in God's kingdom is not a someday, it is a right now. That living a life in the kingdom of God is a life of peace and purpose and healing and miracles and love and community and grace and forgiveness and so much more. And according to these words of Jesus that he says again and again and again, God's kingdom is not some futuristic private club that we all are hoping to get into. It is something that's right here. In fact, one day we read about the Pharisees asking, Luke 17, one day the Pharisees asked Jesus, When will the kingdom of God come? R- great question, Pharisees. I'm ready. What's the answer? Jesus replied, The kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say, Here it is, or it's over there. For the kingdom of God is already among you. Jesus did not say, Man, just if you can get through this life, it's gonna be great. Just like you know, grit your teeth. And, and buckle down and just get through it. And then once you die, oh man, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Kingdom of God, gets real sparkly, real gold, real shiny. He said the kingdom of God is already among you. We're going to look at a, a, another Greek word a little bit later that just really opens up uh, the, the Lord's Prayer in particular. But I want to look at the Greek word for kingdom that Jesus uses in the Lord, Lord's Prayer. Greek word for kingdom is basileia. And the definition says this, not to be confused with an actual kingdom, but rather the right or authority to rule over a kingdom. The kingdom of God is the right or authority of God ruling over our lives. Something he does not force upon us, but when we welcome it, changes everything about our day-to-day life. God's kingdom is not him showing up and overthrowing governments to take his place on a throne and wield his power. The kingdom of God is something much more significant, much more important. The kingdom of God is something that can and does rule everywhere, including the unseen, including in our hearts, in our minds, in our decisions, in our relationships. And the greatest quote I have ever heard about the kingdom of God, one of the reasons that uh, the Lord's Prayer, that chunk, is one of my favorites, Totally flips maybe our perspective on what God's kingdom, what the gospel is all about. The quote that I wish I knew who it was. If you're out there, I will take credit for it, but it wasn't me. A quote I heard was this The gospel is not an escape plan, it's an invasion plan. Isn't that so good? The gospel is not an escape plan, it's an invasion plan. The gospel is not, hey, say this prayer. You know, put money in the basket of church. God's watching you do that. And then you'll get a ticket to heaven someday and things will be okay then. The gospel, the kingdom of God, is something that is meant to permeate and invade every single moment of every single day, not only in our heavenly life someday, but in our earthly life right here, right now. And that is such good news. Such good news that Jesus didn't come and say, believe in me and then someday things will be okay. Jesus came to demonstrate and show and teach and usher in the kingdom saying, you can live this life right here and right now. A life of peace and purpose and hope and joy and community and you fill in the blank can happen right now by inviting God for his kingdom to come in our lives, in this place, in our community, in our home, in this in earth as it is in heaven. And that is the vision of the kingdom to help usher in that we desire to do at Heartland here every single day. Not just Sunday mornings, but every single day. Not just in the walls of these buildings, but equally so in the communities and the homes and the schools and around the world to usher in God's kingdom. Our desire as a church is to be a place to help the invasion of God's kingdom happen. In fact, I wanted to name this series Invasion, but they're like, that's creepy, get out of the room. And I'm like, all right, fine, they want to do that. And during this series, um, we're going to talk about how we do that. If you're, if you're maybe newer to Heartland, or maybe it's your first time tuning in or here in the building, this is going to be a perfect series for you to be a part of because you are going like, to get to hear from the ground up what we are all about as a church and why. And this is not going to be like, look how great we are. Look at all the things that we do. This is going to be like, hey, here's what we believe the kingdom of God is based on Scripture. Here's how we're trying to do that. Here's our heart behind it, and here's how you can be involved in it. So I want to look at our mission and our vision statement again so we are crystal clear on what we're doing in God's kingdom. If you've been around Heartland for any amount of time, you're probably familiar with our vision statement, but here it is if you're not familiar. We exist to awaken our diverse community to Jesus. We exist to awaken our diverse community to Jesus. I want to just focus on two words from this mission statement. The first one is the word awaken. The reason we chose this word, the reason we believe God laid this word on our heart and on the leadership team and the elders who chose our mission statement altogether is because the vast majority of our community, of our culture, has, has been churched in the past. Um, we've grown up, we kind of know the basic plot, we know all the things. You know, Most of the demographic here at Heartland is uh, former Catholic and former Lutheran, or maybe still Catholic and Lutheran, but, but like we've grown up, we get it. And so the vision of Heartland shouldn't be like, hey, here's who God is and here's what he, because like we all, we all kind of get that. But instead, our heart and our desire is to show what life in the kingdom is far beyond just going to church, just knowing a bunch of facts, just being able to do this or say this or write that or memorize that. There's so much more to it. Because following Jesus, living life in the kingdom, being a disciple of Jesus is about knowing him personally and through his word and through personal relationship with him, through relationship and community, knowing God personally more and more and having our mind, our thoughts, our hearts, our actions, our relationships influenced on a day-to-day basis by him. And it's this realization or this awakening that we have seen in countless stories Over the last 16 years, those of you who were part of our baptism celebration a number of weeks ago, we got to see the testimony of 70-ish people who talked about a moment of awakening, realizing who God was and how involved and how powerful and how intimate and how personal he could be in their lives, and then going public With their faith. And our mission is that every single Sunday, every weekend, every small group, every 608, every region, every women's conference, every time guys get together to eat bacon that's a real spiritual experience if you don't know everything else we do around here on Sundays and throughout the week, and even way outside of this building stuff that we do every single week is more and more to discover, to awaken to who God is and how He can be more involved in our daily lives. So we exist to awaken. Our diverse community to Jesus. And the second word from our mission statement I want to look at is the word diverse. This is my favorite word in our mission statement that we exist to awaken our diverse community to Jesus. And our mindset when it comes to that word diverse, when it comes to diversity, is all encompassing. Our mission is to be a church. That is diverse in every sense of the word. We want to be a community that is diverse politically, theologically, sociologically, economically, racially, ability-wise, and much, much more. Now, we've had people, I've had people come up to me and ask me, uh, you know, we've had people ask our team, like, why why is that word in in your mission statement? Why is the word diverse in, in your mission statement? And the answer that's so fun to give is because that reflects the kingdom of God. Instead of just doing church in a way that's comfortable and familiar and will make everyone in a very specific kind of demographic happy and comfortable and familiar, we believe based on God's word that the kingdom of God is extremely diverse. Again, in every sense of the word. Jesus spent a great deal of his life in ministry erasing and separating the lines that people had drawn between themselves and others. He obliterated the separating lines between men and women, between adults and children, between Jew and Gentile, between slave and free, between rich and poor, between priest and parishioner, and many, many more. In Galatians 3, the Apostle Paul, talking about the kingdom, says, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus and throughout scripture I'm gonna read a whole bunch of scripture passages in just a moment so buckle up I I want you to get this idea from scripture at how radically diverse the kingdom of God is and is meant to be so we're gonna start in the Old Testament Isaiah 45 Lord says let all the world look to me for salvation for I am God and there is no other I have sworn by my own name I have spoken the truth and I will never go back on my word every knee Will bend to me. Every tongue will declare allegiance to me. The people will declare the Lord is the source of all my righteousness and strength, and all who are angry with him will come to him and be ashamed. Fast forward, to New Testament, Romans fourteen eleven says, For the scriptures say, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me, and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Another New Testament, Philippians. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Last one, fast forward, final book of Scripture, prophetic vision of the end times. After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands and they were shouting with a great roar, salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. The kingdom of God, the church of God, is meant to be a place of every nation and every tribe and every tongue, and every knee. And so as Heartland, our mission is that we would be a diverse community. Because we know and we believe that the best picture of God's kingdom, the way that we can see God move most powerfully most personally is not when we like separate ourselves into hey here's what just what we want to do this is comfortable this is easy for us and so we we we're, we're just going to do this according to scripture according to what the kingdom is meant to look like it will be all encompassing and so the more diverse that we look the more god's presence will show up and in fact watching the video just a few moments ago People worshiping on the other side of the planet in a language that we do not know. A lot of dancing. We don't dance as much. I wish we did. I mean, not me, because I'm pretty terrible, but a lot of dance. Like, they were worshiping, and that's not us looking at going, oh, look, they're trying to to do Christianity. They're trying to do it good for them. They're trying to do it like, no, Lord looks at that, and that's just as equally powerful and worshipful and sincere as what we do here. They don't even know Chris Tomlin over there, probably. That's okay. (laughs) He's great for here, but a little of them there. And if we enter into God's kingdom, the other side of heaven, expecting everything, all the worship, all this, you know, to be something that we're like familiar with and comfortable with and like, oh, we've done this before. We are going to be so pleasantly surprised at how radically diverse and different it's going to be. And we're not going to look at it and go, well, that's weird. We're going to go, oh my gosh, I, I, I wish I wouldn't have missed that. That's beautiful. That's so powerful. And he, again, even just watching these like, short clips that we just saw a moment ago of where we don't understand and, and never seen it before, there's something there that we go, yeah, that's, that's, that's the kingdom. And we, we have joined with this community halfway across the world to worship and be a part of God's kingdom together. I also want to share our vision statement. Based on our mission, our vision here at Heartland is that every single one of us is doing something to advance God's kingdom. This plays a big part in what the kingdom of God is meant to look like. The nature of God's kingdom, again, it's not one where we just purchase our heaven ticket and then kick back and wait to die so that we can get into heaven. According to God's word, every single one of his children, whom he created and knew before he laid the foundation of this planet, every single one of his children has been given gifts and a purpose to advance his kingdom within his kingdom. And so because of that, our vision is that every single one of us is doing something to advance his kingdom wherever God has placed us. We all have different roles to play. We all have different gifts. We all have different skills. All have different spiritual gifts empowered by the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, all designed to bring God's kingdom to wherever he has put us, in our home, in our school, at work, in our neighborhoods, at church, in whatever community, whatever people God has placed us in, he says, advance my kingdom do something to advance my kingdom because, as we were taught to pray, may God, may your kingdom come here as it is in heaven. The message isn't, hey, you gotta, you know, the, here's the gospel, if you do this thing someday, it'd be great. The message of the gospel is, hey, how are you bringing God's kingdom to exactly where you are right here and right now? Because as Jesus said, the kingdom of God is among you. We have five uh, core value statements, each reflecting our mission and our vision, and over the course of this series, we're gonna take each week and dive deep into each one of those core core value statements. I'm certain you've heard all of them before at one point because we are not shy about talking about them. They drive every single thing we do around here. Is one of these five core value statements, and so I encourage you to come back throughout the series because we're going to talk about it and dig in. And again, you will know exactly why we do what we do, based on what God's kingdom is meant to look like. Now, to close, the yeah, letter's coming soon. Almost, almost there. To close, I want to look at the Lord's Prayer just one more time. So I'm going to read it one more time, and then I want to look at one more uh, Greek word. So once more, Jesus says, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come here in me, in this, in this place. May your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Not not." too much, not more than we need. Lord, give us just what we need. You know what we need. Lord, give us our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, our sins, as we also live a life for forgiveness and grace, forgiving those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This was the coolest thing. As I dove into uh, some of the context, and again, the Greek word, uh, the Greek word for the word uh, king for come, the Greek word for kingdom come, here's how it's, here how it's translated. The word is erkomai, and it's defined as to come from one place to another and use both of persons arriving and of those returning. It's talking about people. It's talking about a person. And praying for God's kingdom to come on earth in our lives, in our homes, in our schools, in our jobs, as it is in heaven, is not God send us the list of rules so we can follow it. God, send us the checklist so we know what we did wrong, what we did right, who's better than the other. When we say, Lord, your kingdom come, what we are saying is, God, would you come? Would your presence, would your power, would your love, would your grace come be on earth as it is in heaven? Because the best definition of heaven that we have is from Jesus in John 17, 3. He said that this is eternal life, that we know God. That 's what heaven is. Heaven is contained within the presence of God, not God within the presence of heaven. And so when we say, "Lord, will you kingdom will your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven?" what we are doing is a personal invitation to the living God of the universe, who is first and foremost our dad, say, "Lord, come into my life, come into this situation, come into my home, my school, my family." this relationship. In the deepest valley, in the highest peak, God says, I'm there no matter what. And so we say, Lord, may your kingdom come here right now. So again, I invite you to come back over these next few weeks as we walk through our core value statements. And every single time we do, inviting God's presence, his personal, paternal presence to come into our lives, to come into our communities, to come in the places that we know God within these four walls, within the walls of our home, and out in the community and in Ninjago, Africa. You shouldn't have said that because now I won't ever remember the actual name. I'm just going to think of it as Ninjago. All right, let me pray, and then uh, we go read the letters. Uh, Lord Jesus, God, I just, oh man, I'm so grateful for even just these moments this morning having such a clear vision, uh, being able to see on a screen from a video camera how present and powerful and true your kingdom is on the other side of the world just as much as it is right here. And even as I, I... picturing the airplane of John and Charlie as they flew from Wisconsin to Africa. Lord, every place that plane threw over your kingdom and your presence and your power was there. Lord, I pray for these coming weeks, Lord. God, you would teach us what it it looks like to live a life in your kingdom. Um, Live a life that you have created us to live. A life of um, mostly your presence, and within that, God, a life of purpose and hope and relationship and peace and miracles and healing and joy. Man, that's the life that we were meant to live. And the fact, God, that you sent your son Jesus, that you came to bring the kingdom, not, not just as a someday, but as a right now, Lord, speak so incredibly powerfully to your love for us. So God, teach us how to live in your kingdom. And Lord, I pray, we pray that your kingdom would come here on earth, here at Heartland, here in Sun Prairie, in the surrounding cities, here in Wisconsin. Your kingdom would come, your presence would come here as it is in heaven.